We're excited to be here today with Ronnie Duncan from Timely Text, the president of Timely Text. We'll talk about Timely Text in a little bit, but we're this podcast is on your reputation in a fully employed market. What do we mean by that? It means that it's very important that your reputation be excellent in a fully employed market. From whose point of view? From either the client or company that uh, um, is trying to hire employees out there, or from candidates who are looking for opportunities, or even individuals who are not yet looking for opportunities, but think they may in the future. Tell us a little bit your perspective from the Timely Text perspective. What do you guys do? Because you're seeing this as a true issue in the marketplace right now. Uh, it's, two, it's 2020, and from your point of view, what are you seeing? What I'm seeing is that, especially in the Triangle region, which is where we live and focus as Timely Text, um, our clients, uh, in some cases don't understand, or potential clients don't understand that their reputation with their employees and or candidates is negatively impacting their ability to hire, um, but especially in a fully employed market in which uh, these people have choices. They, they are selecting where they want to go to work um, because there's less, less people looking for work than there are opportunities out there in the marketplace. Um, so the reputation of the company, the companies out there is critical because uh, those candidates have so many choices that they can make out there in the marketplace. And it's, it's important for the candidate, of course, because this is what I call a big small market. And uh, if you're not nice to everybody, word gets around. It, you know, from a company perspective, it gets around on Glassdoor or word of mouth. From a candidate perspective, it gets around via word of mouth. Um, Not even so much. I don't see people sharing a lot of distaste for companies. They know better now on social media. I mean, most people. Yes. So it's, it's in those little conversations. It's in a coffee shop. It's over a drink. It's at a social event. That's people, how the reputation's built. Well, people, you don't see it. People talk. People talk. And uh, um, it even goes further to service providers because um, service providers are actually selecting what companies they'll work with um, based on how easy they are to work with because the service providers, and what I'm referring to is whether it be consulting companies, staffing companies, um, you know, yourself, John, an outplacement firm, uh, they are selecting in many cases the companies they want to work with because of the fact that there's fewer uh, candidates then there are opportunities out there. So why would you as a service provider in that environment uh, uh, put yourself through the pain of working with a, a, a company that is going to either underpay for your service or underpay for um, candidates um, and, uh, and or create bureaucracy that makes it difficult for them to work with, be worked with from a service provider standpoint uh, so, you know, the candidates are, are picking where they want to go to work. Um, they're, they're carefully monitoring the reputation of the company that they're considering. Uh, the service providers are doing the same thing. It's, a, it's, a, it's interesting when, uh, when I go occasionally to events with, where there are consulting service providers or, or staffing companies that are prevalent there, 
It's the not uh, at all dirty little secret amongst those companies that they are choosing not to work or not to provide the best candidates to certain companies that are difficult to work with or where their rates are low um, or they have a bureaucracy that's uh, um, that makes it too hard to deal with them or they won't allow you to talk with the actual decision makers at the company. They want you to run through um, some administrator or administrative firm and those things are barriers to those companies getting the best talent wow. in this current marketplace. That's some insight you don't always hear which I really appreciate you coming in. I want to talk a, just a little bit about what Timely Text does because you're seeing that firsthand. So you're working Daily, weekly, you and your teams are working with candidates who want opportunities at the best companies, and you're providing both you know, any kind of staffing, mostly to creatives. Who, who are you serving out there in the marketplace? And then I want to follow up on a couple of things you said that I thought were extremely important. Timely Text provides talent and services for technical writing, instructional design, corporate communications, writing and editing, marketing communications and project management of any of those sorts of things. So we, we're a hybrid company that provides consulting services. We can do projects specifically or outsource the function uh, and or provide staff to augment the internal you know, documentation or training group or corporate communications or marketing communications group at a client. Um, in other words, you're, you're inside these companies almost serving as an arm of their recruiting in a sense to bring in the right people. So you're really close to these, the hiring decisions that they're making, even as the third party outsider in a sense. We should be inside <laughs> in that manner. We should be enabled to be having the dialogues about strategy with clients because we have been doing this for 25 years. We've employed approximately a third of the professionals in our, uh, in our domain in this region. You know, there's approximately 800 of the types of writers, editors, instructional designers, and that sort of thing that we uh, provide here in this region. We've employ employed about 300 of them. So we not only have really deep knowledge of the network and the candidates, but we have the domain knowledge to actually help our clients improve their business if they'll talk to us because sure. we understand what the other companies are doing. And without sharing proprietary information, we can still talk with our clients about uh, how they may improve their own model of business. So we're much more than just a staffing company providing writers and editors and instructional designers um, from that perspective. You're right. You're helping them drive revenue, reduce costs, all the things that a, a company CEO or executive team would want. I think that's puts you inside to see the mechanics of hiring, how it goes on both from the candidate side uh, and from the company or organizational side. And the fully employed market, sometimes the perception is, oh, it's easy to get a job, it's this, it's that. And you know what? If we lay someone off, gosh, it, it's not a big deal because they'll find another job. There are plenty of jobs out there. Why should I be concerned as a company if I lay off a few people? I don't take care of them that much or I'm not so worried if it was, you know, we don't have a great process for that. And we're, I know you're saying reputation, but what does that really mean? How's that really going to hurt me? It's crucial. If you're most of the layoffs that are occurring in the current fully employed marketplace are to do with you know changes in in structure inside the organization, not performance of an individual. And in many cases, top performers are being displaced because of a, you know, some sort of organizational change at a high level 
that then displaces uh, really strong talent. Yeah, maybe they're moving some of their talent operations to, I don't know, Richmond or somewhere. Who when, knows? It could be could be any reason. Yeah, there's there's many reasons, and so. Um, what we see in the current market is in the event these layoffs occur, a high percentage of the people being laid off are, were really strong performers. There's very little um, sort of displacing people that are not performing well. It, 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 those people that get displaced for poor performance are sort of the same people a lot of the time and uh, the market gets to know who they are and th those people have trouble getting work. But what the clients and, or companies that are doing hiring are trying to avoid is um, when they have you know sort of restructuring that causes layoffs uh, is treating those people badly as they exit in a manner that then sullies their reputation because they're continuing to recruit that company's continuing to recruit in other parts of their business and if they displace talented individuals uh, without taking care of them that news will spread and talent that they want to hire in other parts of their company will choose not to be considered by them. They mm -hmm. won't apply to their jobs or they won't be interested or they just won't be as excited about it. They'll, the, they may interview even but know that it's not their top choice because they've heard that they're really not taking care of their employees as they exit. Now, we've had the good fortune at Timely Tax and many companies have when these restructuring layoffs occur there's some great talent that come out of there, and they are valuable to other companies. Um, and uh, so taking care of those people as they exit, uh, who knows, you might end up working for that person again someday too as a client. You never know um, in this big, small market again that you may displace somebody via restructure layoff and end up uh, five years from now finding that that guy or that gal is now in a position to be your boss or the hiring manager at a job that you're interested in. So please take care of them as they exit because it may come back to haunt you. Well, that's a lot of what our job is to make sure that companies do that and that you are, you are tuned into that really makes a lot of sense. We've been even uh, occasionally hired by staffing companies when there was a layoff that the company's reputation was at stake, but their reputation was at stake. They hired us. It should have been the company. They hired us to come in and train and help these folks have a smoother exit and to help because their reputation was at stake. So taking care of your people matters, and that's what we get into in outplacement. I appreciate you bringing that up and that you care about that, but it's that life cycle, you're not done with those people. You know, they're, they, they may come back online, they might wanna share a few uh, gripes on Glassdoor, which you can do essentially anonymously, and people don't think that matters, but it does. It's, an, it's indicative, somewhat indicative of how it is to work there. I don't, I don't think it's that. a, I don't think it's a complete transparent glass door, right. but at the same time, it definitely, people read it, don't they? It's just like reviews on uh, Google or, or a restaurant, you know, if you've got one outlier negative review out of you know ninety, then people you know dismiss that nowadays. But if you've got you know uh, a twenty percent negative, people start to take that into account, and it only has to be like twenty percent for people to go, "Wow, it seems like there's a lot of people who are not happy with the way they were treated on the way out the door." So I'm I think not, it's uh, what's interesting too is that a lot of people think, for, at least from my point of view, sometimes I just think, hey, it's the candidate, you know, the reputation of the companies at stake with them. But you're also saying that 
people that are talented that could help your company move forward might see you even if they get interviewed or get a job as a stepping stone to something better right. because your reputation is, hey, we churn and burn, and that's okay because we're a fast-moving company and we're making a lot of money even. Mm-hmm. But if, if you're tight with your service providers, you're, you're, you're terse with how you handle people's exits. And that, I've seen people that will even tell me, look, John, I'm going to take this job but I'm going to keep looking. Mm-hmm. And they're out within six to 12 months. How Absolute. much does that cost a company that, that, when, when the, you lose a talented person that you thought was all into it, but they go, you know, with your reputation, I don't feel like I need to be loyal to you. Right. I, I see that quite often right now in this market. That's a very good point, John, that I've, I've spoken with people who say exactly that. I'm going to take this, but I'm going to keep looking uh, because I'm not, I don't really feel good about the reputation of this company. I, you know, on a reputation standpoint, too, it can get uh, so significant you know, from the standpoint of either um, a candidate who's looking for jobs or a uh, you know, executive at a company. If they haven't treated their people right, I've seen situations where that executive or that you know, professional in whatever role eventually has to move out of the triangle area because they can't get a job here and they don't understand why. And the, re- the, the everybody else knows why. It's because everybody knows through the grapevine in this big small market that that guy or that lady is not uh, not nice to deal with. Basically, when the rubber hits the road, they are uh, they are mean spirited or they don't take care of their people and and uh, are unreasonable in whatever regard. And people just decide they don't want to work with them anymore, and they have to move out of the area. So, and that's interesting because that is a hidden secret of a fully employed market and uh, and reputation management all over. I'm glad you revealed that um, because we're revealing some real truths here. I mean, that just happens. I've counseled people <clears throat> that really have had that reputation. I've I've had the tough, you know. Sometimes I have to give them the tough love and say, I think you should expand your search to at least all of North Carolina or multi-state. And I don't often follow with because I've talked to some insiders and I kind of know, and your reputation may will not probably allow you to align with any of the companies in your, in your area. You're gonna have to go somewhere where people don't know you. Wow, I mean, it's even without saying that and saying that, that's a tough line for me to cross. But when I know that's the truth and I have to tell someone that, you may be uprooting your family. And yeah, it's stunning to, to candidates and or you know, uh, people who are in management or executive roles at, cli- at uh, companies that are hiring because they are the only people who don't know that their reputation is a problem. The pe- while they're still in... Uh, you know, roles where they're hiring people, everybody's afraid to tell them. But it beca- it, it, the, the grapevine carries the information. Eventually, that person's job situation changes. Uh, the company they're working for doesn't have a place for them. They go out in the local marketplace and they find out they've mistreated all these people that used to work with them or that were candidates to work with them in the past to the point that suddenly they can't get a job in this, na- in this market. Or the candidate who's always been you know, difficult for whatever reason uh, and, and or not performed well, um, 
they don't realize their reputation has been sullied to the point that that's why they're not getting any jobs anymore. And it's only when somebody like yourself or me or people at Timely Text, people at staffing companies or whatever, start making calls to uh, try to help these people identify their next opportunity that, you know, the reputation comes out because they'll tell you, John, they'll tell me, but they won't tell the person whose reputation's oh. been sullied to their and, face. And, and when, because they know us for years, they trust our confidentiality and, and you know, and serving our clients, we can't go back and report that, but we, then I have to coach them or you have to let people mm -hmm. know and tilt them a different way. Well, I think this is... And from a service provider standpoint, I'll say this, you know, back to the, mm -hmm. what, you know, what the sort of dirty, uh, uh, not very well kept secret in the staffing business is, is that in this, uh, in this fully employed market, the, the staffing companies will just not provide the best candidate to those clients that are difficult to work with. They'll hold those candidates and because they only want to provide that candidate to somewhere that they think they have the best opportunity to be successful. So they'll, they won't tell the company that they're not going to provide the best candidate. <laughs> they just don't have anybody for this slot. Or the people they do have for that slot aren't very good fits. They're taking their best talent and they're, they're sending them to the companies that have the best reputations that they know are going to take care of these people and or are easy to work with from a staff augmentation standpoint, if that's what it is, or consulting services standpoint, um, or that pay reasonable margins and don't ask questions like, um, you know, what do you pay in your employees because that's irrelevant to, um, to the client. If, if it's a contract situation and they're, they're working with a staffing company, frankly, it's a co-employment risk for the client to know what the uh, contract employee is being paid. Right. Uh, so well, and we see that too. I mean, there are some conversations I have to have and, you know, where they're saying, you know, how little do I have to put into outplacement or this exit work to have you do uh, work with these people? Because I know they're going to get jobs. And I'm like, gosh, if that's the start of the conversation, you know, some people have tougher times and some, some people want to make change and some people want to know, hey, when you promised... Uh, when I came in here that you would take care of me and you would do this and it says this on your website and you're kind of, you give me a little severance, but I have no like network here and I need to build it. I'm not sure about questions about resume. I see it too and I have to break the news to them or I say, look, in, in your investment in these people exiting is sometimes almost as important really as the people entering. And if you build that reputation and you've brought us uh, a look into the future too, where that you, I, I love where you talked about the person who's interviewing someone who's their new boss, who was someone that they laid off or someone that they mistreated. And I think sometimes, from an executive point of view, I'm picking on folks like that, or even a hiring manager. Or those they feel like they're providing some sense of service, and the fact that they're doing well, maybe they're helping the company with the bottom line, but if the person's perception is, you know, I was being mistreated, they're successful, yeah, the company's making money, but that's not how I feel leaving. That carries a long, there's a long fuse on that one. That, that one takes a long, that's a long burn People don't right forget, they don't forget. If you mistreat them, and then, like I said, five years later, uh, there's a situation in which that person you mis mistreated or you gave short shrift or you just were short with are unresponsive to 
for whatever reason. Now, five years later, you need a favor from them or they're hiring or they're part of an organization that you want to go to work with. That thing you did five years ago will come back to bite you. And right now, the ground is being laid in this fully employed marketplace for when people are mistreating uh, candidates, in, in that case, um, or service providers, uh, it's going to come back to haunt those people who are doing the mistreating for many, many years to come. People won't, just don't forget. This should be good news to people who may listen and say, you know what, I, that, that matters to me. And I think that I'm going to let you have the last word here, Ronnie, because you're so kind to come in today on this uh, busy, crazy day. Uh, but I want to wrap up with just one comment and then turn it back over to you for the last words. But I think it's really important to have uh, stalwart providers inside letting them know, hey, I'm not just trying to help you place someone or hire someone or, or for us on an exit strategy. I want to help your business grow and your reputation build so that you can do what you need to do in this market. The talent is coming to you and we'll help refine and define that. And but if you build that, it is worth it for years and years to come, isn't it? So let, why don't you close it out, Ronnie? Thank you for coming today. Timely text. I absolutely love this company, and we've worked together for years. I would say it's as simple as the golden rule. You know, be nice to everybody. It will help you in the long haul, believe it or not, at least if you treat them the way you would expect to be treated. This is a big, small market, and if you don't do that, especially in a fully employed marketplace, it, may, it will haunt you either today or five years from now uh, and or beyond. So that's pretty much it. Thank you, Ronnie. Thank you, John.